gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some games, every y'all gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, sitting there with the wonderful D. D was good. Man, nothing much. Feeling good. Excited for another great episode. Yeah, right, I'm excited as well, man. This is this is gonna be a super dope episode. Today we don't have any guests and we're doing uh we going over a lot of things today. It's gonna be kind of like a QA or other things. If you're a follower of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast, you know every every now and then me and Deanna, we do an episode called like the blueprint. And just like for our process in that moment, our mentality, our thoughts towards things, and then we haven't done one. I just I checked before we uh before we started. We haven't done one since uh well, let me let me let me double check. I don't want to I don't want to uh, give out the wrong information. We ain't done one since 2019. Oh wow, really? Yeah. You sure? from, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it's saying. Unless 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 I'm missing on something, I feel I feel like we did. I don't think we did one in 2020. Well, yeah. this is the third one, right? This will be the third. This will be the third one, and, and and so much didn't change from the last one. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So I asked uh, the audience, uh, Instagram, Twitter, every, on all platforms, I asked them what were some questions y'all have proposed to us, and we got a ton of questions, a ton of important things that we're gonna go over. So if you knew or if you're a fan of this podcast, definitely, definitely tune into this episode. And as always, we would definitely appreciate it if you guys could like comment subscribe leave a five-star rating and review all those things we really really appreciate that we're trying to get those ratings up those subscribers up so if you guys could do all those things we greatly appreciate it but before we start deanna she's gonna go into our first sponsor yes sir so this (laughs) week's episode is sponsored by xavier's crypto guy (laughs) i threw you off guard my bad (laughs) you call me off guard it's all right but yeah this week's episode is sponsored by xavier's crypto guy um, you can find a guy at www.guidetocrypto.com. This guy is full of so much information. It has, you know, everything you need to know to get started in crypto, the blockchain, different laws and regulations about crypto, paying taxes. And most importantly, which is something we definitely have to hit on this week, is there's 12 coins in this crypto guy yeah. that Xavier listed out detailed in there for you guys to invest in. For the long term, and a few of those coins have been, been doing booming. numbers this week. They've been booming. So, They've yes, been booming. definitely something we have to get into. <laughs> yeah, we, are, we definitely going to get into it. One of them have definitely been booming. And if you got the guy, I talked about it. Does, it, does this affect anything? A little bit. A little bit? Okay. Because <laughs> that's, 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 that's definitely loud. So, uh, one of the coins I talked about on the guy, it was um, at the time I released my guy, it was around like 45 cents. And then last time I checked, and this was in April. So last, last, <laughs> last, that's it. That's it. with me. Last time I checked, the coin was like at. Uh, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to get bad advice and be wrong again. It was at like three, three seventy. So fifty cents to three dollars and seventy cent. That's mm-hmm. a major, major flip. I talked to a couple of people that bought the guy and I bought the coin, and they was like, "Man, I didn't make so much money. This crazy." So I'm like, "Yeah." So definitely, if you're uh, trying to get a crypto, definitely tap into that. But mm-hmm. getting into the show, we want to uh, we gonna get we gonna get it right into the show. So I want to get into some of the questions. You had anything you want to talk about before I started? Uh, no, you could go ahead. We just like roll said, right into it. But 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 like I said, so much um the change. Last time we did one of these was in 2019, and the first question I got from somebody is they said they said, um, "What side are you on?" As far as like um, grinding it out, the uh, no sleep, no days off versus pacing, 
letting things flow, not paying attention to time and believing we're still young and still have enough time to accomplish everything in years. So I, I, it, could go to, yeah, it could go to you first. You could touch on it, then we go from there. Uh, for me, when we first started, like on our journey, I was a big fan of, you know, just grinding out, going hard. Um, you know, no days off, no vacations, being really hard on ourselves. But as we progressed into this journey and we made like a lot of um, – a lot of different moves and we you know accomplished like a lot of different things i'm more so the second one i think you know you do need to accept the fact that we are young you got to enjoy like the fruits of your labor right. you don't have to work yourself to death like you got your whole life ahead of you like you got all the time in the world to reach you know whatever specific like goals and milestones you want to hit so like with this new perspective i'm not in a rush I don't think you have to be in a rush. Of course, you can make good decisions. Don't just kind of slack off and waste time in the meantime. But I don't think you have to be super hardcore, super hard on yourself. I think you can go with the flow, enjoy your life, enjoy your time, and still work hard and hit those goals. Mm, okay, I like the answer. For my, in my opinion, I believe that it all depends on your position. If it's somebody that's starting from the bottom, 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 like nothing, I feel like it should be like um, no number one, like grinding it out. I would never say no sleep and sleep deprive yourself because as we all know, that's not healthy at all. Sleep. You got to sleep, man. You can't, I'm not one of those people. You always get a lot of like um, social media influencers or gurus or whatever. And they'll be like, I slept two hours a day for six years or something. Like I'm not pro, I think that's extremely unhealthy. So one thing about me, I'm going to always tell people like, get your sleep, man. Like you can't, you're going to be um, functioning at a loss. Like you're not going to be functioning at your best, your best mm -hmm. ability if you sleep deprived. So whatever sleep you need, we all need different amounts of sleep. So whatever sleep that you need to, to, that's necessary for you to keep going and killing it throughout the day, that's what you need to need to do. But with that being said, I am like a grinded out, like no vacations type of person because you got to it's not even a sacrifice. People look at things as sacrifice, but it's not really a sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? I went, I talk about, I, I, I talked about this before. I went like two years, I think, without seeing my family at one point just because I was trying to sacrifice, well, not even sacrifice, just save Lucky. and invest and build and build up to where I was going. And then it eventually plays, plays out. Obviously, if you got family, that's like, I ain't telling you just go without seeing your family because <laughs> yeah. that's not for everybody. My family, they lived on the opposite side of the country with me. They lived in Florida at the time. I was all the way in Cali. So it was like, and they understood it. You know what I'm saying? So my, my, I have a real understanding family, so it was no big deal. So I'm definitely like, I feel like pacing and going slow is for when you got some leverage you didn't got some momentum. You didn't build it up a little bit. Other than that, I don't think it's a, um, the best decision when you're young. When you're young, you need to go fast. Go mm -hmm. make mistakes fast, move fast, do everything fast because you got the best the best asset on your side, which is time. So yep. that's my viewpoint on it. Just go hard, man. Just go super, super, super hard in your 20s. The time the time is going gonna, gonna to fly by anyway. Mm -hmm. And I'll just add on there. It's like you just got to assess your own personal situation. Like with this episode and with our other Blueprint episodes, we gave you advice based off of our personal experiences and what worked for us and maybe just some things we know what worked well for our close associates. But at the end of the day, you have to just take everything with a grain of salt and apply it to your life and then make decisions based on that. Mm, yeah, that's that's a fact. Man. And I'm, I want to go into the next one. So someone asks, how can you maintain discipline to get to that next level with yourself? You want to touch on it? You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, for me, I'm just going to talk from my own personal experience with this one. As a lot of you guys know, me and Xavier was both in the military. And if you want to learn discipline, that is the place to learn discipline at. I mean, we spent so many days just constantly being held to a particular standard, having to follow a very strict routine, having to always do, you know, what others were telling us to do. And, and throughout that process, I mean, I feel like we gained so much discipline. It's crazy. And we've been able to use those skills and that discipline that we gained from the military um, today in our business endeavors. But when it comes to the average person gaining discipline, I would say just make a plan, start there, like a 30-day plan. And it's like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then hold yourself accountable every single day to accomplish those tasks. And if you know you're going to struggle with holding yourself accountable, get an accountability partner. You know, have someone to review, like, right. you know, your daily taskers, everything that you write down. Did you do this? Did you do that? You know, just making sure you're tracking your time, making sure you're just seeing, you know, how efficient you are throughout the day and just being very self-conscious of your habits. But I would start there. Make a 30-day plan. Hold yourself accountable to that. Once you accomplish that, then just keep expanding it and progressing. No, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I would also say um, make, make sure if you are going to tell someone about your goals, because I think talking to people about your goals is important because it's somebody to help, help hold you accountable outside of yourself. Because, you know, sometimes if you just lean on yourself all the time, you'll give yourself a pass on things. When you don't do it, mm -hmm. you'll be like, it's cool. I'll do it tomorrow. But, but when you tell the right people, they're going to be like, hey, Hey, bro, you said you was going to the gym today. What happened? Why you ain't wait? Why you ain't go? It's, yeah, like, but like I said, you got to tell the right people because some people, if you don't do your goals, they'll try to um, shit on you and say, man, I knew you wasn't serious. I knew you wasn't going to mm -hmm. do it. You ain't going to do it. You ain't going to never take your goals serious, blah, blah. But they're going to just down you and make you feel bad. So you have to tell somebody that's on the same wavelength mentally as you, well, when they see it, or if, they, if they're on the same level as you, they're on a bigger level than you. Mm -hmm. So when they see you not living up to what you said you was going to do, your standard, they just say, they they not they don't say it from like a hater standpoint or try to shit on you. They just say it as try to encourage you and uplift you. Like, hey, you said you was going to do this. What's up with that? So mm -hmm. like, I think that's a um, good way to discipline yourself. And it's just, you have to um, really find something that you truly, truly want. A lot of us, we just going after things that we think we want or we going after what everybody else want, what looks cool to us. So we say, I want that too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you got to find something that you truly want. And once you go after something that you truly want, that you have a desire for, a desire to do, I think that staying disciplined is the easy part. Like look at us with this podcast. We drop episodes every week. If this is something that I didn't enjoy, that we both didn't enjoy, it would be, you would see weeks of us missing. We drop, yep. we gone for two weeks. We drop for a month straight. We gone for, you know what I'm saying? It would be an inconsistency. But since we actually enjoy it. It's easy to it's easier to stay disciplined with this. So that's but obviously, especially for people that starting on a level where they not um financially stable like that. Sometimes you're not gonna like the things you do. You just got to be disciplined anyway. You got to have the mindset of I got to do it anyway, regardless. So that's another uh that's quick. That's what I could say to that regarding discipline. I will also add on there like you said, you have the people that's hating on you. You also gonna have the people that's gonna coddle you, and that's just as bad. That's the just people as bad. who are gonna tell you, oh, it's okay. Oh, you know, it's no big deal. Oh, you know, try again tomorrow, like giving you that um, just very soft love and letting you get away with not accomplish your goals. Like make sure you find somebody who's really going to be in your corner, who's not going to um, coddle you and tell you what you want to hear. Like somebody who's going to keep it real with you at all times and tell you like, this is what you want to do. 
you know, this is what you got to do to get there. And if you're not doing that, then they need to be able to call you out and you got to take that. So I'll yeah. also, you know, throw that in there. That's definitely, that's definitely good. And somebody said, how do you properly, how do you properly build a team around your business? And this is a question I love. I love talking about business stuff. And in my opinion, you build a team by finding people that's, that believes in your vision, whatever your vision is, and you find the best people to, to fit their role, whatever their role is. See, oftentimes what entrepreneurs do, a big problem with entrepreneurs is they try to go the easy route or just hire people that like, like when I say easy route, I mean people that could be like family, friends, because mm -hmm. they just like, this person going to do the job. It's like, okay, this person might do the job, but one, they might do it half-ass. That's number one, which is a problem. Because if, you, if you're in a business, you're in a business for profit, and you're not going to get the maximum profit if you have somebody doing half work. So... You can't just hire anybody for any position. You got to look for people that's qualified for the role. I'll, I'll just speak for myself um, personally. When I'm doing something or anything with the business, podcast, and like whatever, I look for the best of the best. I don't care who it is, what they is, what they look like, what color they are, what race they are, none of that. I hire the best. And I think me with that mentality, because at the end of the day, like I said, this is about business. Business comes down to money and finances. So... I'm not going to cheat myself by saying I'm not going to hire this best person just because they don't fit into this, whatever, whatever I make up in my head. No, I'm going literally after the best. And I think that's one of the best ways to grow and scale your business. Just find those people that's willing to do the work and that's willing to do it good. And don't cheat yourself by um, trying to go the cheaper route. Mm -hmm. What you think? And I also add on there, like, find people who are going to be just as invested in your business exactly. as you are. Now, they're not going to be 100% all the way invested in your business because it's not like their baby. They didn't build it from the ground up. But you can find some people who really care about the company, who really want to put the time and the work in to help grow it. And those are going to be the best people to have around you. Like something I know, um, like if we go to like a restaurant or to like a, a car dealership or something like that, you have those workers where, or like a shoe store, and they're just spitting facts off about the company and they're saying our company and, you know, they're putting right. themselves a part of it when they That's talk to you. Those are the type of people you want to hire. Those people who are going to go That's all in with it. Anytime I'm talking to somebody that, um, that uh, is an employee for a company and when I hear them say we're doing, when they, when they use the words we and our I always say in the back of my mind, like, I know this is a great employee. Just from the small things, they taking ownership in this company, even though they don't have ownership in it, maybe. So, like, mm -hmm. things like that is all things to definitely pay pay attention to, to somebody that's bought in. Somebody just is not doing it for a check. Somebody that's saying, man, I like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I believe in your vision. I want to see this thing grow. I want to make a lot of money. We could, mm -hmm. we could do this together. So, those definitely um things to pay attention to. Now, somebody asks... They asked, uh, let me see. They, they, I think, where it go? They asked, a, they asked a uh, crypto question. A crypto question. I said, man, my, my tongue gets <laughs> tired. They said, what's the process when you come to a ledger wallet? How do you decide when you're going to deposit or withdraw? So, as far as wallets, you could do Treasure, that the uh, regular ledger wallet that's available to everywhere. And the second, the second question, he said, how do you decide? It's that's up to you. That's up to um. The person that's investing, whatever you comfortable with, putting on the wallet. So I can't give like a um, the stake out. Some people, some people are cool with just leaving their stuff, not even putting on the wallet at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say I, I necessarily agree with that all the way, but some people are okay with that. So it's up to you. It's all that's all like a um, personal question, whatever somebody's comfortable with. So let me. Go, you want to say something about that? Mm -mm. Okay. So uh, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> What's a good strategy for taking profits when investing? I love this question as well. I love this question as well. But before I answer, we are going to go into our next sponsor.
This episode is also sponsored by Masterworks. There's a new app billionaires use to invest in a new $1.7 trillion asset. It's one that 99% of investors have never heard of. A market whose volume has grown 2,700% and has historically outperformed the S&P 500 while having virtually zero correlations to equities. Spoiler, it's high-end art. This app lets you invest in fractional shares of art similar to a company stock. And art has been more than just something pretty to look at. For instance, a middle-class real estate developer flipped his Basquiat for 5,814% gross ROI. That turned $19,000 into a staggering $110 million and $500,000. That's 407 times more than the S&P return, 581 times more than real estate return, and incalculably more than its savings account. But many top-tier paintings have price tags in the tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. Just imagine what a building a diversified portfolio of them will cost. That amount of money can be tough to stomach, even for the riches on the earth. So Masterworks, the $1 billion fintech unicorn, came up with a solution. Why not just make them investable like a company stock? You simply buy shares in a multi-million dollar pain, and when Masterworks sells it, they'll send your share of the profits. It's that easy. Early investors already got a 32% annualized return from a Bansky trade in 2020. Luckily, you don't need to be a billionaire to sign up. In fact, membership is free. Nationally, demand has been crazy. 230,000 members have signed up. Over $250 million have been invested with Masterworks, and the waitlist to join is growing day to day. Lucky for you, I'm friends with the Masterworks team, so they gave me a special link to skip to the front. Just go to masterworks.io slash mindsets. That's masterworks.io slash mindsets. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. And like as always, the, the link for that is in the description of this podcast episode. So if you want to start buying art and making money in the art industry, go to the link in this podcast description to start today. So back to the uh, questions, like somebody asks, what's a good strategy for taking profits when investing? So I could just speak on like what I do and what my strategies is when it comes to investing. So this is what this is what I do. So when I figure out something I'm going to invest in, first I figure out, is this going to be a long term play? or short-term play for me. And how I base that is on, like, whatever the company or if it's a coin, just, like, the uh, what it is. Like, is it an actually good project? Is it a good company? Or is it going to be something like a, a quick flip? So when I when I identify that, that's what I say, okay, this is a number. When this is this is the number that I'm okay with, like, if it's a short-term play, let's say, let's just say it's something that costs $20, and I know this is a short-term play. I tell myself, when, and when this gets to 40 I'm cashing out. I'm not cashing out at 45, I'm not cashing out at 50, no matter what. And I'm not negotiating with myself either when it happens. It's like when it gets to 40, I'm cashing the hell out. Like it's so many people. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. She was telling me that she knows someone that bought a um a project, an NFT for like uh $50. She said it's worth 50,000 right now and he's not cashing out. And he's like a regular employee, a government employee. And he's not even cashing out. And I said, oh, my God. Like, yo, if that thing, if that thing's tank, he's going to be crying. Like, there's life-changing money for somebody that's a government employee that don't have much money. So if I was him, I would have been cut. He got, he, got, he got a thousand times over what he put in. So I would have been. And that instance ought to have been cashed out. So that's what I do with myself. I come up with a number in my head. What is short-term or long-term? I figure those, two, I figure those things out first. And I say, if it hits this number... I'm cashing out if it's a short-term play. Now, if it's a long-term play, obviously that's gonna be a long, so that's gonna be a couple years. But I still come up with a number in my head. But if it's like a great company, say like for a company like Tesla, 
I don't put a limit on really to where it where it could go. It's just like I'm gonna hold on to a long term. I know it'll keep keep increasing in value. So that's pretty much how I see it when it, when it comes to investing. You got anything you want to speak on that, D? And I would just add to that, like when it comes to like um, taking profits on your investment, you guys have a strategy for it. Don't just pull it out, throw it in your bank account, and then go spending it. Um, have a strategy, whether you're going to put the money into another investment, into a savings account, this, that, and third, you know, just be strategic about it. Just have a plan. Like Xavier said, like choose that number you want to cash out at, but then just make sure on the flip side of that, you have a plan for what you're going to do with those profits so that you can keep doubling up your money. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, someone also asks how to budget money and stop spending. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a major problem that everybody go through. And I think uh, literally what you have to do is come up with a budget. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they say, oh, I'm on a budget or I'm going to start budgeting my finances, but they never actually take the time to get that uh, Excel sheet or even pick a piece of paper if you're old school and actually make that budget and stick to that budget. Don't negotiate with yourself. Stick to that budget. I think that's the first step. Or you, can, you can hire somebody or you can know somebody in finances or they got, um, they got budget sheets all over Google. You could just Google a budget sheet and just make a sheet and stick to it. Like, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Our... Our main urges as humans is like, you know, like food, uh, what else? Like entertainment, food, entertainment and stuff like that. If you could just say, hey, not saying don't do it at all, but just saying like, hey, I'm going to um, cut this out for three months. I'm going to cut it out for two months. What's up, Diaz? <laughs> What's up? No, I'm going to say, all right, y'all, I got, I got the secret for y'all for right. figuring out how to um, save and budget this and that and third. Limit the accessibility to your money. That is the That's secret to budgeting. Limit your accessibility because, you know, you guys, we got debit cards, swipe. We got, you know, if you don't got your debit card, we got Apple, Apple Pay. Pay now. You know, just everybody got your phone on you. What I would say is get a bank account, and it's something we've done in the past. Um, the debit card don't leave the house. It's not linked to Apple Pay or nothing like that. That money stays where it's at. If I really need to get that money, I got to go through a process to get this money. And me not want to have to go through all that and knowing this is all I have to spend for the month, I leave it alone. Let it be. Forget about it. Forget it's even over there. And, you know, some people, they prefer the shoebox method. Throw the Take out cash, put it in the shoebox, put it where you put I, it. I, I used to do that. Yeah, you know, everybody's done that route. Um, we used to put it in a safe, you know, yeah. keep it safe and secure. But, of course, you don't want your money sit there and not working for you, not building um, any compound interest and things like that. But the best thing I can tell you is just limit your accessibility to the money, out of sight, out of mind, and then just pull out what you need for the month. Keep that and work with that. Work with that. That's uh, hey man, that's, that's that's a good answer. I think that's that's probably really like one of the best ways to just limit limit access to yourself. That's a, that's a bar. And uh, someone also asked, uh, in our perspective, what is the most important thing to take to take care about? To, I think I think you mean take care of during your twenties. So the no, so you'll get people. That say like chase chase your dream, chase your past. And if you know me, you familiar with me, you know, excuse my language, because I'm about to cuss. So get ready. I'm, oh, a, I'm one of those people that always say, I always say, fuck your passion. And the reason I say that is because like, like a lot of the times when you talk to people, their passion is some, I don't want to say some BS, but it's some stuff that's like literally one in a billion. You know, get people that say, I want to be a professional athlete, whether that's a basketball player, football player boxer or whatever it is when they might want to be an entertainer not saying it's not possible but the likelihood of it happening is slim is very slim so you'll get people that chase that dream for 10 years 12 years next thing you know they mid-30s they look up and they say man I didn't make it to the NBA and I don't have nothing so I have the mentality if you really care about 
about yourself and your passion? Why not? Why not? Why not do things that that can put you in position to do your passion whenever you feel like it? So what I'm getting at is, you need to chase the bad. Chase the 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 most important things you can do in your 20, in my opinion, is chase the bag, get out to the cheese, because like I said, the time gonna fly and you're gonna be in a good position. And we live in proof. I'm 28 right now. Like, like I said, if you pay attention to the blueprint, when we start this podcast in the 2018, we talked about we was at a we we are we at another level now than we was then. Like we talked about how we both was uh drop we driving a Nissan. We driving <laughs> a Nissan, we stand down, we saving money, we investing our money, we doing all this and that, and we we going hard, we sacrificing. And three years later, we both got matching business. I just bought the the S class Mercedes today. Deanna <laughs> got the Vans too. So it's like the time is gonna fly by. It's gonna fly by anyway. So the most important you could think, the most important you could do, thing you can do in your twenties, is just work. Keep your head down and work. Save your money, invest your money. More importantly, and just work. Keep going and going. I'm only twenty eight. Deanna's only twenty five. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We live, we live, we live a decent lifestyle. We make decent money. So, if she was just like, say, if you want to be a singer and you were just trying to be a singer these last six years, imagine where you'll be. You probably still be in Cleveland. Yeah. Imagine if I was trying to play ball. You know what I'm saying? And chasing chasing this ball dream. And, and now at 28, waking up saying like, damn, well, I guess I'm not making the league. I'll probably still be at home in my parents' house with chasing this crazy dream. So at the end of the day, you have to chase the bag. I don't care what nobody's, especially if you're a man. Because a man has, I think, in my opinion, a different level of responsibility. Because at some point, we get to the point where we, we have a family that we have to take care of that's leaning on us. So a man always, always have to chase that bag first. Get that money first. Do it honorably, of course. Don't do no shiesty bullshit or like that. But get that bag. And for me, my answer will be, I know finances is super important, but I'm going to say during your 20s, you need to work on your mindset. Because what I've been seeing lately, and I don't want to rant or like call nobody out and things like that, but I feel like a lot of people, what I'm seeing in their late 20s, 30s is it seems to be a failure for mental progression as far as like... Wow. What you mean by that? I don't want to say mental, but um, we was talking about this the other day, but you know what I'm saying? Like mental growth, like getting out of that high school mentality. Yes, getting out of that high school mentality and really getting into that adult of being a, getting into that mindset of being an adult, a responsible adult, making good decisions, being, um, you know, all around responsible and a good person. So I would say, you know, in your 20s, of course, get your finances right, but hang around some quality people, talk to your elders. You know, get some wisdom from people, you know, work on improving your mindset, not being so selfish and um, self-absorbed and, you know, just worried about the little, the pointless things in life. Like really like ground yourself and focus on improving that mindset and getting past those high school days and actually, you know, evolving as an adult. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, you got it. Uh, no, I love, I love that answer. You know what I'm saying? Arrested, arrest, arrested development, is really, that's, a, that's a real thing. So someone also asked, um, can you give networking advice? How would 20-year-old Xavier network before the money came? So 20-year-old Xavier would do exactly what he did when I was 20 years old. First, I got out of my hometown, and I got out of my home, my home city by joining the military. Not saying that's what you have to do, but I was taking steps to, to get around other environments to expand my mind. So what I would do is, like I said, I would try to get away from my comfort zone. Secondly, I would get on social media, utilize social media, talk to people, find a niche, find a field, 
and just talk to people, go hard in your field. And thirdly, I would go into um like events. Go to it's always it's always events happening, especially if you're in a major city. Like when we live in Cali, that's how I got into crypto. I used to go to Silicon mm-hmm. Valley all the time, get my knowledge up, get my game up, and that's why I was so all in on crypto because I I seen what was going on. And I was also going to other events. I went to real estate conferences. I went to all kinds of business business events and networking events and stuff like that. It's just like I said, utilizing so I think when you utilize social media, you get yourself out there physically and go meet people in person. And you also leave your comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that that's like the holy trinity when it comes mm-hmm. to networking, in my opinion. But if you do all those things together at once and you do it over an extensive period of time, you're gonna be in a whole 180 as far as like your circle, the people you know, your network. And as you know, your network is your 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 network is your network. That's gonna lead to opportunities and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's my best piece of advice when it comes to networking. <laughs> do what I did when I was, I would just do what I did all over again. Yep. And I'm going to give you guys a different perspective because it's actually something I've been going through being like new to Dallas and having to like, you know, connect with locals and meet different people is I've been putting my, you know, not I haven't been going to conferences and things like that, but I don't want people to underestimate the power of just your daily life habits, like meeting people and talking to people. And that comes right. with being an open person. But I've met so many amazing people at the gym. And it's not just a regular gym. It's not like Planet Fitness or something. But oh, not, shit, no, man. no knocks to nobody. But um, shout out to Planet Fitness. Shout out to Planet Fitness. Give us a bag. <laughs> hey, Planet Fitness. You see this? You know somebody at Planet Fitness? Holler at us. Get us a bag, man. We a market the hell of y'all. Exactly. So. But it's more so of an exclusive gym. And I've met you know some really dope people there who are doing great things in their industries. Um, going to coffee shops, the book, the library, bookstores, things like that. You know, just being open and being willing to spark conversation with people is just going to take you a long, you know, a very long way. You don't have to be in these, you know, very specific rooms like these conferences and that. But, you know, places in your everyday life, you never know who's standing next to you. You know, successful people still go to the grocery store. They right. go to... Um, you know, they go to the mail center and things like that. So it's just being open and talking to people. They go, they walk their dogs, all these things. So that's my piece of advice for networking is say hello, look for something in common real quick and just start talking. And just, yeah. And just, um, for, uh, I just, this just kind of my mind. Cause I looked at my phone. I seen my, um, my bro Rodney, shout out to my bro Rodney, long game merch, go get that. He just told me congrats on the uh, whip. He said, congrats is all love. He said, you came a long way from the Altima. <laughs> and I, when he said it, I'm like, I think people need to understand. First of all, just just to give y'all a little backstory, so y'all could really understand how real it was. Like me and Deanna, we used to drive to um school. We was in school in San Francisco. It was a two hour drive. It's in California. Talking about hot ass California. Hundred degree heat. Hundred degree heat. We used to drive two hours there and back in the Altima with the AC broke. So it would be 100 <laughs> degrees, AC broke. We drive with the windows down and the car cooking. Bacon. Bacon. All because, like, it wasn't because we had, it, 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 it's really crazy now. We, we had be, the money. We had the money. We had the, we had the money to go get something else. But we was just like, man, we um, thugging it out. We just stand down. We kept our expenses real low for a long time just from saving and investing and doing all that stuff. But like I said, it don't need, that feel like that was a year ago and that was three years ago. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's just the importance of staying down, man. Like, you could get all the nice things you want. Because if we went crazy and turned up early on and just started raising our expenses, it might not have lasted that long because we wasn't ready. So we waited until we had investments to pay off these things that we're doing. 
and then it just paid tenfold, man. Like mm-hmm. that, 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 that's just I'm telling you. Like somebody, I know it's somebody that listens to this right now, or that's gonna be listening. That's probably in that uh, old Nissan, the old Buick, <laughs> a old Toyota. That's probably thinking like, man, I ain't gonna. Man, I'm, I'm trying to get, get get to that level. It's gonna take me forever, and that's not the case. I'm telling you, if you stay down and you work and you really dedicate yourself, whatever you want, that if it's a Mercedes, the BMW, if it's uh, a McLaren, it's a Lambo. I'm telling you, whatever you want, if you stay down and work and keep building and building and building, all that shit is is, is within reach. I'm telling you, I'm I'm living proof. It's within <laughs> reach. I'm telling you. Well, something I want you to speak on, because you know, in the process of getting a car, um, for you, I know a big thing you were kind of struggling with was it wasn't the the fact that you know you knew you could afford it, you knew you could have it, but it's like mentally allowing knowing yourself, is ready to do that. you know, knowing when it's ready and allowing yourself to take on. To take, you know, and have this um, luxury car and have this in your life. So for you, like, just speak on that. Like, how did you get to that point where you was, like, mentally, like, I can let go. I've been saving. I've been doing everything right. I can allow myself to have this. To be honest, it was just really having a fucking mentality. Just saying, like, fuck it, why not? Worst case scenario, it really is no worst case scenario (laughs) because I know I can afford it. So it's like I need to... All we always talk about this, how money don't change the, the 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 psychological barriers you have with money. You know what I'm saying? It don't change. It just takes time, consistent work ethic on your part to say, hey, man, this is okay to do this. Like, it's okay to spend a little money. Now, you make good money. It's, it, it, it's okay. So that was just convincing myself to say, man, like, F it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in a position. I can do this. I can afford this. It's not going to break. It's not going to break the bank. It's not going to break my pockets. I got investments that's going to be paying for this. So it's like, let's go. Let's do it. So that's that's just where I was. At some point, you got to have like a um, fucking mentality. And I also believe like opening yourself up to 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 putting yourself in a position in a, in a right mindset is opening yourself up to more money. Mm-hmm. It's gonna carry over. I feel like once you do certain things, it carry it, it carry over to your mentality, the way you the way you mm-hmm. walk, the way you talk. Everything it progresses. It's, it progresses. It's a match. So that's how I see it. Now I'm not saying for you to go out here and do these things if you can't afford it, but if you can afford it. It's okay to do it, especially you don't when you know you've been handling business. So mm-hmm. that's really it, how I see it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, someone, uh, let me see, let me see, let me, cause I it's it's a lot. I'm just skimming through trying to make sure I get some. Um, Good questions. Yeah. Somebody says since crypto is in a bull run, would it make sense to start dollar cost averaging? And if I hold long term, a no. So dollar cost averaging, bull run, bear market. In my opinion, it's always good. That's that's the dope thing about dollar cost averaging is whether it's a good, it's it's on a run or it's on a it's on a bad run. You can just keep investing, and it's really not going to affect you because you dollar cost averaging. That's the importance of it. So, if you're going to dollar cost average in a bull run, in my opinion, it's okay. Just because you're not putting all your money into it, you dollar cost averaging. So that's just the name of the game. Like I do it. I do, I invest good market, terrible market. I just keep investing. I just keep going because I know at the end, in the long game, long term, it's just going to play out well for me anyway. But that's mm-hmm. a good question, though. I like that question. But, yes, I would I would dollar cost average and it's a good market as well. So, uh, let's see. Somebody said, how do you juggle multiple business at once, especially with a busy home life? I mean, it's really no blueprint to that. It's like... Uh, it's really no, but I, I couldn't even, I couldn't, I honestly couldn't give, like, I could just get no real answer. I could just say what, what I would do is you just got to try to, um, <laughs> you got to try. I don't even know what to <laughs> say for real. Go ahead, D. I'll say is just be a lot more conscious of your time. 
So, it's, you know, everything doesn't have to get done in one day, doesn't have to get done in one week, but you can be strategic about how you spread things out and how you handle accomplishing different tasks. Um, of course, you make, make time for yourself so you can always get rejuvenated so that you continue to do what you got to do. Make time for your family, you know, make, time, make sure you're spending time with them and um, making that a priority. But when it comes to business and, you know, everything like that, it's just you got to find the time. And the f best thing to do is just sit down, look at your schedule, um, jot everything out. If you want to do it by every 30 minutes or by every hour, I have my schedule for the day set up by every hour. Like we were saying earlier, find a discipline to stick to that schedule. And then eventually you're going to see that you have the time. You just got to hold yourself accountable. Um, just be very specific about what you need to accomplish for the day and just making sure you do it before you go to bed. Yeah, I, I love that. And this is a lot of crypto questions. Someone asked, studying the essentials for crypto, how to not overextend yourself. And this is a good question as well. So we got so much information out here. We got Google, YouTube, all that stuff. We got my crypto guide. And the essentials, they're easy to find. They're easy to understand. And how I see it is with crypto, even with stocks, so many people mess up within, within specifically crypto right now is because they just try to go for home runs. They're trying to flip. They're trying to get 500% gains in two days where that is possible. But 99% of the time, or the statistics, the, 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 the statistics say like 98% of the time, when you're doing that, you're going to lose your money. So it's in your best interest to invest in solid projects. So when you understand the basics and you're studying the basics, you will understand and it will be easier for you to evaluate what is a solid project. So that's, don't try to go for these home run, all coins, these shit coins or whatever to go crazy. Just get the basic understanding on what crypto is, what's the value of it, what's the importance, like what's some good projects. And once you understand those fundamentals, It'll make you a good investor, especially if you're willing to wait long term. So that's mm -hmm. like my best advice. Like just get the basic information, the basic good projects, and just invest in them. Keep dollar cost averaging like I spoke on earlier. And long term, I'm telling you, three to, I was just talking to a friend. Three, I'll say three to five years, definitely 10, but I'm going to say within three to five. Those that are investing in crypto and they're doing it consistently and steadily, especially if they've been doing it, they are going to be extremely rich because it's less than 1% of the world that's, that's, that's investing into crypto right now in the world. And you still have Bitcoin at a $60,000 coin and stuff like that. You got Ethereum over $3,000. So imagine when that gets to, I'm not even going to say 50%. Imagine when that gets to 10%, 20%. You can imagine what these prices on some of these coins are going to be. So with that being said, those that, that are investing and investing consistently and they like they dollar cost averages keep going. They are going to be in very, very real position. It'll be 2050. Yo, if you ain't doing it, yo, people going to be like, damn, Pops, you knew about this crypto <laughs> stuff. You ain't invest. Like, what was what was you doing? What was going on with you? Mm -hmm. So I say it's in your best interest to not put all your money in it. Don't go crazy. Dollar cost average. So put what you can afford and just do that consistently. Over time, you're going to be in a good-ass position. But mm -hmm. my bad. I was, I, was, I was going for a while. You go ahead. No, you good. You, you want to speak on it? Okay, you're yeah. The, so. You're the crypto crypto guru in this family. So let's uh, uh, uh let's see, let's see. Someone I, I seen what I want to ask. Say, how do you how do you find like minded people to grow? That's kind of what we spoke on yeah, earlier. Just just uh yeah, just network. Like we keep saying, get out of your get out of your comfortable comfort zone. Go to different places. You know what I'm saying? Get on social media, and the people like the saying go like attracts like. So mm -hmm. once you get out here, I promise you. 
you're going to find people that are similar to you. It's just natural. Like attracts like. They gonna, it's going to be like a magnet. Y'all just going to nat naturally attract to each other. Only thing you got to do is get out here, whether that's virtually or physically. You just got to put your name out here and, and just do it consistently, and you're going to meet mm -hmm. people. Trust me. That's all you got to do. It ain't rocket science. Just get out here. Get out here on the internet. Get out here in person. It's that simple. And I think you got overall, too, you got to get out of your comfort zone because we all got, like, friends and things that we're just comfortable with we're used to that you know we don't want to get away from that because it's all we know and it may be hard connecting with other people because they may be completely different from the people that you know in your life as far as their likes and aspirations how they communicate the things they want to do but it's like getting out of your comfort zone you know be open and willing to try different things you know whatever they like like hey all right I could get into that I could try this out and just see if it's something that works for you that you know fits you and the goals you're trying to to accomplish but yeah like in the beginning it's gonna be difficult it may be hard to adapt and adjust at first but you just gotta be consistent keep going at it and eventually it's gonna click yeah. and someone asked would you recommend getting into real estate or crypto first in 2021-2022 this is also a good question I can't tell anybody what they would do but I would, I would just say what I would do and I would say what I'm doing what I've done I'll just give y'all some insight so we recently sold one of our single family homes that we and we about and we about to invest the money that we sold it for. And the reason is we made an exit out of real estate, not all the way, just like I said, just one of our properties we made an exit out on because we feel like there is more um upside if we put that money to work somewhere else, if that makes sense. So that's kind of answering your question right there. Like I believe, like I said, I'll say it again. I believe this crypto opportunity in this space is a once in a 200 year opportunity. Because it's still so early. It's less than 1% in the world that's investing and it's not going anywhere. So I know if I keep going hard and investing and stuff like that, that's going to give me way more upside 10, 20, 30 years from now as opposed to ha hanging on to a property that's maybe cash flowing $800 a month. I could take that money, and, you know what I'm saying, and put that into a coin or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that a stable, a good stable coin, not nothing risky. And long term, I think it'll be way more upside. So that's the... That's the best answer. I know me right now, I'm all in on crypto. I don't got nothing against real estate, but crypto is, a, as a, is at the top of my um, priority list right now. Especially, and I'm saying that in a bull market, even though it's, it's kind of crazy to to be uh, still buying a lot at this high, which I'm kind of waiting. But I expect the bull market to slow down at some point. Then that's when I'm really going to go crazy. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's at the top. That's at the top of my list right now. And I would say just assess your own personal situation exactly. because, you know, it's what are you investing for? What's the end goal? Mm -hmm. So if you're looking to increase your monthly income so that you are able to do X, Y, and Z, then maybe getting into real estate is for you because you get money coming every month from those properties, you know, adding to your monthly income for you to have a particular lifestyle or do particular things. But if, you know, you're thinking long term, you're thinking end goal and you want to build wealth for your family and you believe in crypto and the vision, then of course, um, you know, go ahead and make that move and put your money in crypto. But I think you just need to look at your end goal. What are you trying to accomplish? And then make your decision on your investments from there. That's great advice. And at the end of the day, like we call these episodes the blueprint because not only we, we've shown you guys like what you guys can do, but we actually live in it. Like for the people, cause we get a lot, we got a lot of new listeners now, but for the people that's been following us since day one, They've seen the growth. So it's no like y'all know y'all see this shit ain't no game. Like whatever we be telling y'all, we actually living. And y'all seeing our trajectory just keep rising because we actually taking these steps that we talking about. So this truly is a blueprint. 
if people could take heed to what we're saying and apply this information consistently, which is mm-hmm. extremely important because you could do it. It's not about doing it once or twice. This information we talk about when it comes to investing, building, staying focused, staying down, this is something that you have to do over uh, uh, consistently. You have to keep doing it over periods of time. It's like investing. That's what they have compound. You know what I'm saying? When, you have, when you've been investing for so long, your money starts to compound. So when you work it, it's the same thing in entrepreneurship, business, personal growth. Once you're doing something you dedicated for so long, your results start compounding. Like, mm-hmm. momentum is really some real shit. It's really a real thing. Like, that momentum, all the things you're doing, it start compound. You start getting more and more opportunities, more and more money, all those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ask something you want to say? <laughs> no, uh, that was great. So, I'm going to go into uh, one more question, and we're going we're gonna to wrap up. We're not going to go too long this episode, because, like I said, we just want to do, like, a quick and quick Q&A, reach the people, touch the people that's been rocking with us for a minute. Like, like I said, we do these episodes. This is the third one. We ain't done one, like, in almost two years so we definitely do these like <laughs> yeah we do we definitely do them like once try to do them like once or twice a year so i'm just trying to find uh somebody said but turn, someone turned over a new lead today where do i start isn't uh, we kind of touched on that for real just start think. with the millionaire mindsets podcast <laughs> right start, start with the millionaire mindsets podcast start listen to all one. listen to all our episodes and keep and uh just keep listening just start where you are right now i'll say this where you at right now it's good enough for you to start. You don't have mm-hmm. to wait until you have X amount of dollars saved. Or something until you, happens. Right. Until you have this job. Until you're in this situation. Until you're with this, with this person. You don't got to do none of that. You start where you are right now. You just build. You don't start with perfection. You build into perfection. So, uh, let me see. Let me see. Hey, uh, bars. <laughs> see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, somebody said, what do we do for self-care? Well, this will be the last question. They said, because a lot of, it's a lot of uh, other different questions that we have to get. It'll take a real long time. It'll be ba- based on the whole episode for real. So they said, what do we do for self-care? So for me, um, I'm a basketball fan. So I like going to basketball games. Uh, I like, uh, what I like to do? Chill, mm-hmm. man. I'm, I'm a chill person. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a lot to be satisfied. Like, I could be sitting at home watching a movie, you know what I'm saying, with my, with, with my, with my phone, with my phone off and that'd be self-care for me like i don't need a whole lot i don't even got to be watching nothing i could just be chilling on the couch and just my my feet up and that could be chilling with my dog like that's self-care for me i don't need a whole lot so what about you d <laughs> oh i got a list <laughs> i know you got a list but uh, i recently last couple weeks i've been really getting into my fitness bag so for me going to the gym has been a form of self-care because for a while um, I had really been feeling some type of way and being in the gym really just helps me push through a lot of mental barriers. I didn't know I had challenged myself, um, you know, just push myself to work harder in every aspect of my life. So for me, the gym, uh, I love going to get massages. That's a big thing for me. Massages and facials, uh, what else? going oh, to do, going to do yoga, um, hanging around friends, good people, good company, eating good food, you know, just taking a couple hours to just chill and not do nothing at all. And of course, my favorite fat pastime, shopping, is always the best form of self-care. So <laughs> that's my list. So those yeah. are the things I like to do to kind of unwind and just, you know, focus on myself and just be by myself, have a yeah. good time. Uh, 
Hey, that's cool. That's I, I really like that. On Xavier's dime. I went no, <laughs> on your on your dime. You talking about my dime? On your dime. So, so now, real quick, I wanted to say this real quick because somebody said, "What do you? What do I feel like is my purpose, and how did I uh, come to the conclusion?" So, me personally, I always say this: my I feel like my purpose is to build a affluent family, and I came to that conclusion because I like providing for people, and why not provide for the people that I love the most, which would be my family. And that will last much longer than I could ever live. They'll be here after me. So, but speaking of um, purpose, real quick, like how you get value, how you get um, value in the world is by having a purpose. Like a lot of people wonder how to become more valuable, which a lot most people are not valuable because they don't have any purpose. Purpose automatically gives you value in life. And how you find your purpose is something that I just don't want to say something that you um, love to do, but something I think that will be impactful mostly to the people you love. I know that's how I looked at it. Like how can I impact? the people I love the most. And the result came in. They all came back with the same answer. Run up the most bag you can so you can spend the most time and do whatever you want. So that's just how I came up with that. I'll speak on that. And lastly, I just want to say we really appreciate y'all rocking with another episode of Man of Mindsets Podcast. As y'all know, we're going to be right back next week, back with another banker. We got some, hey, we got some, uh, we, got a, we, got, we, got a, we got a big episode coming next week. We got a, we got a heavy hitter coming on next week. So definitely, uh, Make sure y'all tapping in for that. And then wrapping up, you guys can follow me on all platforms at Xavier C. Miller. And you can follow the Man Up Mindsets podcast on all platforms. And D, what's your info? And you can follow me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, Twitter, Deanna S. Kent. Um, tap in with me on YouTube at Lessons in Life and Luxury. And of course, we already said it before, but make sure you guys go ahead and cop Xavier's Crypto Guide. I'm so proud of him. There's so much great information in there. So guys, make sure you go ahead and support Yep, and that's all we got for y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Million of Mindsets podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it. No, Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant.